Welcome to the Soul Archaeology Podcast, a space for connection, resonance, witnessing, and learning. Together we'll harvest medicine from the spiral of life, sharing conversations with other embodied humans who have navigated their own initiations and found alignment with their true soul essence. With weekly astrology, energy updates, embodied conversation, and channeled teachings, this is a space for you to land and find resonance with the spiral of your own soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Soul Archaeology. My apologies for not having an episode last week. Um, Some of you may know, some may not, that my sweet angel soulmate dog Arlo passed away on Monday. And I was deep, deep in the grieving process. I had, um, on Sunday, I had a, uh, we were kind of preparing for this to occur and knew that it was coming. And so... I took those days to really be present and to be with him, to be with his sweet soul as it um, transitioned. And I'm not quite ready to talk about it uh, because I am still very much in the grieving portal. I'm still very much learning a lot from this experience. I feel like I'm transforming so much. Um through this time and feel like I'm just not, yeah, not quite ready to share about it, to share the experience or to really go into the depths of what um, occurred and how we got there and, you know, the beautiful process um, because I'm just, yeah, I'm just in it still. So I want to dedicate a whole episode to him because he very much deserves that and he's been my truly my greatest teacher in this life and I know he'll continue to be but I just yeah I don't feel quite ready to share about it because there's just a lot that's still sort of percolating and moving through me on another note thank you so much for all of the sweet messages and texts and emails and Instagram messages from from you guys it honestly has been quite wild to see how impactful he's been. Um, I knew that he was incredibly special and I knew our connection was really sacred and powerful, but to have that reflected back to me through um, so many others is just profound and I feel so deeply grateful that he chose me to be his partner in this life. So I am, yeah, just very touched. So thank you all for the sweet messages. I am still working on getting back to everyone because I've just been, like I said, kind of in this space and trying to honor this space as much as possible. Thank you to all my beautiful clients who were willing to reschedule last week. Um, It's been a really, really big, really big past few weeks. Um, We actually moved to a new home. Um, the week before Arlo passed. So it was a just a really big, powerful time. I had been on the same property for four years. It was the first property I moved to when I moved to 
California, moved to Topanga, um, and then I lived on three different units on that same property. So I had the same landlord, um, the same type of energy that we, you know, I had been in for four years and um, that my partner Matt and I had been in for the last two years. And it just really served such a, it served me through a really pivotal point in my life. Um, it carried a very specific energy and frequency and facilitated some of my deepest healing. I mean, I did so much healing and so much sacred work, um, on that property and (laughs) did a lot of work on the property as well. So, um, it was really time to move on. And, um, that's something I will be covering in my episode about Arlo about, you know, well, number one grieving, but, uh, I do believe that there is, there's a lot of complexity that's held within big changes and there's a lot of grief that can be held within big changes, not only, you know, around the loss of someone or something you deeply love, but also in, you know, even if you're fully on board with an, a change or a transformation that's occurring, uh, something you're moving through that you're so excited about, or you know is the right move, you can just feel it in every part of your body, there still can be grief held in change. Um, there can be grief held in, in leaving a relationship that you you know deeply care about someone, but you just know is it's time to move on. There can be change in, in or grief held in moving or in leaving a job that you dislike, but you've you know have attachments to. And so that's just something I always try to honor when I'm navigating a lot of change. I can sometimes feel a bit of anxiety around big change portals or when I'm really you know, making a big decision or moving through something, it can, it can be a little, the, the, the emotions held within that space can be a little complex for me sometimes. And so I love just giving myself a whole lot of space and grace to just feel what I need to feel within those portals. It's pretty wild to see, um, our our moving experience, for example, we were so ready for the next chapter and, and where we were in our living situation. We had just expired <laughs> and our time had expired within that space. And it just, it was just time to really move on. And it was, it was tricky finding a spot in Topanga. It's really grown a lot. There are a lot of people moving there from other parts of LA, other parts of the country, of the world. And so, um, the perfect spot sort of fell into our laps and we were very lucky in that, but I could really feel my discomfort with the change, um, towards the end. And when we were getting into the space of really moving everything out and I realized a huge chapter was closing, just a gigantic chapter for myself, for my partner, for, um, our, like our family unit, you know, the two dogs and us. And I felt like my relationship to Topanga was changing to myself. And so I just knew regardless that this would be a really transformative time, but then to lose Arlo alongside that big change was pretty wild for me. It was, um, 
like I said, I'm not going to get into the details because I'm still processing it and I feel very, very tender and um, I'm just really waiting for the time to share this, this, the details of, of him and his passing when it, when I feel fully prepared, but knowing that all of this really coincided with, um, a, a, a profound transformation within myself as well, um, a threshold crossing, a maturation, a really big owning and ending of certain patterns that were cycling, um, that were repeating for me and taking, yeah, taking back my power and realizing, um, sort of moving through discomfort and, and choosing things that are difficult, um, because they hold transformation that's needed. So it's been a very charged past few weeks and, um, Thank you for being patient uh, with no episode last week. That was the first time I didn't release an episode since we began. So it was unusual for me, but also felt really right because I needed that space to be. And um, I always want to, to record and, and release things when it feels really, truly aligned. So we have a pretty powerful week. We're actually beginning a Mercury retrograde on December 13th. We have a new moon in Sagittarius on December 12th, which is um, forming a trine uh, with the North Node in Aries. And we are ending 2023 and beginning 2024 with a Mercury retrograde, which is always interesting. We'll have Jupiter and Mercury retrograde as we cross that threshold. And, um, that threshold is is unique anyway. It's not um, really a natural one. It's not aligned with a specific cycle. It's sort of a man-made threshold, um, the Gregorian New Year. So it's always interesting and um, it can be certainly like acknowledged when we, you know, when there's something specific connected to it, but uh, to feel like there is sudden like a sudden rush of newness um, can be a little bit disorienting because it's not actually aligned with a natural cycle or a natural new beginning so I like to say that because we will be you know in this um, mercury retrograde from December 13th to January 1st 2024 so we're literally beginning the new year ending Mercury retrograde, which is really interesting. And so we'll be in the shadow of that until about January 20th. But um, I'll talk a little bit about that in the next episode next week. But there's definitely um, an interesting completion energy with this Mercury retrograde. Mercury's will begin its retrograde uh, through Capricorn. It's at eight degrees Capricorn right now. And it will of course, peel back through the first degrees of Capricorn and then back into Sagittarius. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of completion energy that's occurring right now. Um, I know for myself, for sure, there's a lot of chapters closing. There's, um, a lot of that similar energy happening with, with my clients that I'm noticing so many opportunities to fully complete patterns and cycles And that's what I'm witnessing right now more than anything is just these really, really firm 
opportunities to complete something that you've been cycling through over the last 15 years, specifically with Capricorn, uh, Pluto completing its transit through Capricorn. And with this Mercury retrograde beginning in Capricorn, there's definitely a revisiting of any very specific themes, um, unconscious themes of the last 15 years. And anything that's that's created some of the foundations of your life, your work, your relationships uh, that need to be rewired so that you can experience life in a more expansive uh, way is what we're being invited into. And so this is really a powerful time for reflection. Retrogrades are typically, they're you know, revisiting things. So you might notice old surfacing to come back to reintegrate, to review, to rework certain experiences. I've been noticing with my um, clients, a lot of like, a lot of some of the biggest themes that they've been navigating through or been working through that we've worked through together are coming up now to be fully completed on the physical plane. And really how this work works is that we experience um, a manifestation of our subconscious um, and of our our soul's evolution in this life on the physical plane. So we are here to evolve and to grow through these experiences. And what happens is that we, our soul, you know, of course, craves evolution. It craves understanding. It craves a deepening. And so it does, it brings us into these experiences on the physical plane to really either do it differently, to understand it more deeply, to heal a connection, to heal a specific contract or karma with another. And when we crave or we ask for healing to occur, it manifests on the physical plane so that we can actually complete it um, because we are you know, a soul having a human experience, we have to really bring the work into our experiences. So that's why we notice when we're, you know, even when I'm working with clients on very deep soul work and we're doing a lot of subconscious work, I'm always bringing the somatic into it because we will inevitably have opportunities to complete these patterns or cycles or um, uh, these beliefs or feelings or emotions, whatever it is, we will have inevitably have an experience on the physical plane to heal or complete them. And they might show up in our relationships. They might show up in our work. Um, But just know that everything you're experiencing right now is here to bring you into a deeper connection to self, to understand yourself more deeply, to understand the world more deeply, to either create more connection to another, um, which is in turn a deeper connection to self, to heal a pattern so that you can incorporate or invite in deeper connections into your life, um, to heal some money wounds that are keeping you from a more expanded life that you crave there will be opportunities presented on the physical plane to complete those things and to really understand them 
And this is really the medicine of Sagittarius is to recognize the jewels or the opportunities hidden within each challenge, you know, um, as we move through life, Sagittarius is, you know, goal is to expand and to grow and to evolve and it's the higher mind. And so there are so many new opportunities coming with this new moon to expand your consciousness, to understand life through your lived experiences. Sagittarius is the wanderer, the traveler, um, and it really learns through experience. And so with the experiences that are that you're feeling that are occurring on the physical plane for you right now, there's medicine in that. And that's the teaching of Sagittarius is how can we grow through our experiences, through our challenges? How can we take them and use use them to transform how can we give ourselves to the alchemy it's always looking to grow it's always looking to expand and so there's i feel like there's so much opportunity held within this time to find the medicine find the jewels within this time and space and as i navigate this grief portal that i'm in i'm always i'm always just completely astonished by the power of grief and the magical medicine of grief and how it it cracks you open into deeper connection with self, deeper connection with the world. Um, and I'll go into more of that when I when I do a, an episode about Arlo and and this grieving grieving process. But I'm always exploring the journey of feeling and experiencing everything we need to in order to really emote and to really move through experiences um, in the present moment so that we don't carry it within ourselves moving forward. And I think there is a, a fine line between, you know, leaning into feelings and emotions and really giving yourself space to feel all parts of it to experience what you need to so that it can fully move through you and fully express and fully transmute um and when you are gripping to that you know or when you're um perhaps you know have an attachment to a certain feeling or a certain emotion and i think this is really the dance between the wound and the heart um and where we're sort of swimming through a wound or we're attached to a wounded part of us or an aspect of us and when we're really just being a vessel um, and a channel for emotion to feel it and to move through it so we've been doing this dance for many years and um, there's so much within this time and space that is can be used as a such a powerful activator to bring us into deeper union with self and and source and and others and that might require some excavation that might require some revisiting i think the next few weeks will be really powerful for that to just look at what are you what's what's manifesting for you right now what's coming forward what wounds are being activated what fears are coming forward there's always a point within the evolutionary process where our fear surface right before we're crossing a threshold and we are crossing a threshold we're entering into you know a new year but really more than anything we're we're entering into a new plutonian 
transit through Aquarius. Um, and at the end of January, that's occurring. And so a lot of what I'm noticing now is this, this sort of push and pull with the universe. It's, it's pushing us into experiences. It's forcing us to look at what's present within us. What wound is holding us back from our highest potential? This is the medicine of Sagittarius. What do we need to move through to transmute, to understand, to integrate in order to step into our, our greatest potential, our highest expression? And what's there that's keeping us from that, from not even just our potential, but just our, our greatest joy, our greatest love? And as we near this threshold, of course, a lot begins to surface because what's happening is we're getting pushed and squeezed. Um, the pressure is beginning to build as we move through this. And I will tell you the next few years will require an elevated, evolved version of us to be these warriors of light. There's a lot that will occur next year. Um, we have a, an election in, in America and... Um, you know, we're seeing more and more surface around darker energies that exist with on, um, you know, on this planet and uh, being conscious warriors of light to protect the innocent, to protect the land, its animals, our children. Um, we have, you know, this responsibility to really embody our highest expression uh, to be the warriors of light. And so this sort of push and pull I'm talking about with the universe is it's pushing us across these thresholds it's forcing us to be with the parts of us that are afraid to be with the parts of us that are unsure or scared or um, who don't feel worthy or who feel insecure to to be with them enough and for long enough so that we can step into an elevated aspect of us the adult aspect of us that knows and sees where we need to go and what our responsibility is as, you know, humans on this planet. And this is my favorite work. Um, and it's funny because I, you know, I walk people through tran transformation and change and evolution every day. That's what I do. I love it so much. I've witnessed incredible things this year with my clients and I've I'm always going through my own transformative and maturational portals alongside them. Um, and when something occurs in my life that rocks me so much, like, like this, the loss of my, of my sweet boy, you know, of Arlo, it reminds me how real this work is, how important this work is. And it makes everything feel a little bit more real. It makes everything feel more sacred. And so I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be so present within this time and to have the tools that I have to navigate it and to have the incredible support from my dear friends and family and partner. Um, it's, it's precious. And I can feel myself. I can feel the alchemy occurring I can feel the heat beneath my feet to embody the phoenix rising from the ashes I can 
feel this push that Arlo's giving me from the other side to step into the next chapter of who I am as a human, as a space holder, as a partner, as a friend. Um, there's just a lot, there's a lot of pressure there to, to step into my fullest power. And I know we have a lot of work ahead of us. We have a lot of very sacred work to be stewards of light, you know, to be champions of light, to embody more light. And so on this new moon in Sagittarius, I really invite you to look at where you're being called to transmute, to heal, to be present with the parts that are feeling a lot. There's so much coming through that is heavily karmic right now as well. As we navigate these change portals, we're also navigating a lot of karmic debris that's been carried in through this lifetime. We are in a quantum leap life. It's where we are here to really take giant steps in our evolution to jump timelines to do a lot of deep work um, in a short period of time and that's why you can maybe feel and sense that the the dial has been cranked on the pressure Um, why we're invited into such deep work just one cycle after another Um, why there's a lot of completion energy happening almost like you know what I'm noticing is his clients are having these patterns that they've, you know, been working through that we've been aware of coming to sort of a head at this time and things just like aligning so beautifully on the physical plane to bring them into that work. Um, you know, it's, it's really like, this is, this is the time where those cycles are completed and we want to complete them because we want to step into you know, a higher aspect of ourselves, you know, in this lifetime. But when we come into this life, we also come in with information and data from past lives. And so when I see that occurring, I see that there's typically when we have a specific wound or a pattern, it has resonance through ancestry, past lives, and this lived experience. And What I typically notice is that when we have a specific wound or a pattern, it's it's not usually just from one specific place because when we have when we carry that that data or that information in from a past life, there's typically a thread into our ancestry and into the lived experiences within this life because that data informs how we show up. It's held within our soul blueprint. So there's, it's there to really shape and form us in this life to have the experiences we're meant to have. So when I look at a birth chart, I'm seeing what karmic data has been brought in, what ancestral data has been brought in, and what really came into this life to shape you to become who you're meant to be in this life. And so, and that's where we really get into the quantum healing, the shamanic healing around these roots and patterns so that we can begin to transform from the root and from the base, uh, which has a ripple effect through throughout your life. But when we come into this life with 
karmic data, which we all do, because this is, if you're listening to this, you're here for an evolutionary leap life. (laughs) And when we come into this life with karmic data, it can feel confusing, right? There might be certain patterns or things that that you're experiencing in your life that you can't place. Um, Maybe you can't place it in childhood or there's, you know, um, not... There's not proof of it that's clear in your childhood or in even in your ancestry. And sometimes we have, you know, these reactions to certain experiences that feel disproportionate to the experience itself. And that's typically a sign that there is past life data there. And I've had this before in my life, like, um, you know, certain wounds or experiences that I'm just like, it, they just feel overwhelming. Um, and there's a little proof in my childhood as to why that that would be there or that would be present. But I know the bulk of it is in held in the past life um, in, in, our, in my karma within this wound. And so that's where you can really get into that space and start to loosen up some of the, the threads. Um, to untangle some of the pieces and parts of this, of the roots of this wound. And um, past life work is, is fascinating. I see it as um, a sort of a charge that's held in that wound. And when you can start to loosen up some of that, what occurs on the physical plane is pretty profound. And um, when we start to be, when we begin healing past life experiences, um, specifically connected to certain wounds that I'm working through with clients, I notice that all of the sudden opportunities on the physical plane begin to emerge or surface um, around that wound to uh, opportunities for healing. So when I'm looking at, say, for example, um, you know, if we're working through a fear of uh, persecution with someone and there's a wound around always feeling like you're attacked or being afraid to speak your truth. I mean, this is a big one for a lot of us, especially women, um, being afraid to share your gifts or speak your truth. And, um, I can always, you know, get when I get, when I can see beneath the root of that wound, um, beneath the sort of the foundations of it, there's almost always a past life, um, aspect to it. And when we start to loosen some of the past life charge and we start to transmute some of the charge that's held there, what happens is um, its resonance within your physical incarnation here and now begins to loosen up as well. So the people that are involved with that past life or the people that are involved with that wound here and now really start opening up opportunities here and now to heal it. So you might just notice overnight, you know, or immediately after the session that there's just a lightness in that space that hasn't been there before. There's maybe not as much of a reaction or not as much of an activation. And what's cool is that we can really create a huge impact on our life, our current life, when we start to get into the past life work. Um, and I can go into more details and, and following episodes about how that works and how we kind of navigate it, but it's fun to sort of start opening the door and talking about that more because it is a big piece of 
you know, the work I do and it's a big piece of soul work in general. So, um, like I said, this is just such an expansive time. It's such a, a powerful portal or opportunity to open up some deep layers that have been present for us that we're, you know, ready to um, fully witness or experience as we enter into this next chapter. There's going to be a lot of you know, even as we do this sort of peeling back energy and kind of like revisiting things and sort of fully integrating things, there will also be opportunities for newness to to come in as well, to enter in. And so just noticing where there are beautiful glimpses of the next chapter where you're noticing miracles coming through, um, new things emerging as you let go of something old. That's the beauty of this evolutionary journey is that everything we let go of that's old and outdated, even though we love it so much or we maybe weren't ready to let go of it, just know that there's something new that needs to take its place and we need space for the newness to come through. When we go through these periods of contraction before an expansion, it's really taking inventory of everything in our life. Do we need it? Is it serving? Um, can we let it go, you know? And when we move, move into that space of expansion, it creates more space to hold more, but it also opens up the spaces that were occupied with something else. Um, so we know energy is never destroyed. So as you let something go, there's always something that takes its space. And the medicine of Sagittarius and the medicine of this new moon is to lean into the fire of transmutation, to lean into the lesson, to lean into the challenge, whatever's coming forward for you to have the courage. Or Sagittarius as a fire sign is very create, courageous and it's also trying the north node in and Aries, so we know that's all about courage as well. So where are you being encouraged to lean in? And how can you really grab the reins and choose the change, choose the alchemy, choose the transmutation, choose the learning? The card that I pulled today was actually... The ladybug card, which I love so much. I just, number one, I love ladybugs, but I also didn't know the history of the ladybug. And this gives a little information. Miracle. When European farmers prayed to Mother Mary for a miracle to protect their vulnerable crops, ladybug arrived to devour the pests. The farmers, surprised that divine intervention could come in such an unsuspecting form, called her Beetle of Our Lady. And we know her now as Ladybug. Ladybug signifies a miracle. But remember, when you expect help to appear in a specific form, her gift can sometimes be overlooked. So keep an open mind. Divine assistance is improvisational, playful, and surprising. It is a lucid discovery, like tiny ladybugs saving a whole season of crops. The same goes for the miracles that await you. Prepare for the possibility that they will be just as unexpected as they are mighty. When it's balanced, it's receptive to unexpected forms of support, 
when it's imbalanced, holding rigid expectations that block magical interventions. To bring into balance, practice playfulness as a magnet for divine intervention. And I love that so much because one of the gifts of Sagittarius is expression. Um, One of the gifts of Gemini is um, playfulness. So on this new moon, bringing in some of the Gemini energy as well to lean into the expansion and having fun while doing it, knowing that there's so much more that's possible than what we think and that where we've placed our horizon the real horizon is way past that so there's so much potential for all of the miracles to occur we simply need to focus on our vibration raise our frequency to meet those miracles they're always always swirling around us all the potential timelines are there and available for us to meet and to click into it's about focusing on what what we're carrying currently what we can let go of to meet that frequency and meet that vibration thank you so much for being here thank you for your patience um through this time i will be doing like i said another episode all about just my my sweet boy Arlo and his lessons and learnings, his passing, his just the the beauty that he brought my life and many others as well. Um, and I'm not sure if it will be the next episode or not. I'm kind of feeling like it, it might be a few episodes down the line, but I certainly am wanting to share that when it feels aligned. I do have a few spots left for private mentorship in 2024. I've talked a little bit about it in some of my previous episodes, and it's um, just my favorite way to work with people. It's such a, a powerful deep dive into a lot of the work we've discussed today, accessing our center of self and reconnecting to that space um, through shamanic and quantum healing, intuitive healing, evolutionary astrology, um, inner child work, somatic work. There's a lot of different layers to it, and it's really just a very powerful spirit-guided journey into the center of you to reconnect to that space, to feel more empowered, to feel more um, inspired by life and by um, the gifts that you've been given. So I have some opportunities for clarity calls in um, December and early January. So if you can't find a spot, feel free to email me. I have some limited availability, but I would love to connect with you to see if this is a the right fit to work together in this way. It's such a, a beautiful and intimate way to work together. So thank you so much for being here. Um, this, just the, like I said, the messages I've received from listeners and community Uh, members is it's profound and I just um, I'm so grateful that you've you've been present to um, you've been present through this this chapter that I've been navigating with with Arlo and just through life and I feel like something really beautiful and 
and expansive is emerging on the other side. And I, um, I'm just kind of like being present with the emotions and the grief of leaving something so beautiful behind and experiencing it just shift form in a way and, um, hold space for new, something really beautiful and new to emerge. So I'm very excited for the next chapter. I know we have a lot of powerful and important work to do, and I'm just so ready to step into my next um, phase and into my mission. So um, thank you all for being present, for being present with um, the density of the times and doing your best to take ownership over your your responsibility to be a you know conscious warrior of light. Thank you for for being here. If you don't mind uh, submitting a review, rating the podcast, um, subscribing, all of those things help so, 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 so much um, to just kind of support me in in producing the podcast. And um, also sharing on social media is so helpful just to spread the awareness. I appreciate all of you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I will talk to you next week.